Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. And I, and I want you to um, biblically get the understanding that God wants to take your life from where you are to another level. That doesn't mean you're, where you're at is bad. You just sometimes want to go from where you are to another level. Increase is every area of your life. Today we're going to learn that God just doesn't increase you financially. He increases everything about you to take you to another financial position. Doesn't make a difference what you're doing career-wise. God is the God of the harvest. Amen? You might think like, Pastor Chris, man, I'm limited. No, you're not limited. You're limited only by your vision. You're limited only by your idea. And a lot of times, it was funny, um, you know, this morning, Pastor Liz prayed for Israel. Yesterday, um, we were like, we were driving, and, and, and Pastor Liz has this friend that I know the lady. Matter of fact, I met the lady, and they went to Israel like a couple years ago, and they were there. So the guy's doing this video in Gaza, and you could hear this siren going off. You could hear the siren going off, like the bombs are coming. And he's like, I don't know if she shared a little bit about it. I wasn't up here for all of it. But he's like, they prepared food and went to Gaza just to feed these people. These people don't have food right now. It's like, it's crazy, right? Like clothes and all that other stuff. But right now, let's meet the need and need, which was food. So I'm watching this guy. And this guy is just a pure man. He's so godly. He's awesome. He was crying almost. Like, we're here to help the people. And you can hear the siren going off in the back. Like the thing going. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, all right, so right away, we're driving, and I said, we got to send the money. He's like, people asked, people asked, like, what can we do to help you? He's like, I need resources. He, the guy, you could tell the guy was just out of his element. He was like, I could use resources so I could feed the people. I told her, I said, write a check, send them right now. She did it on the phone. So I came to church this morning, I shared it. Somebody ran into their car, got a check for $1,000, and said, I want to send money. Will it go to Israel? I said, every dime will go to Israel. Then you go, why do you want to talk about money? How are you going to help people without it? And then I always get some genius in the room. It might not be you, but I can feel some of your atmospheres. You're, you're the genius. Write a check or be quiet. Because I always get, you know, you always get one genius in the room. Thinks they know better than what I know. You don't. So let me help you. Write the check. Otherwise, you don't know. That's a little bit. Well, that's what you need to hear sometimes. Because, see, selfish people only think about themselves and taking care of their own family. I'm not selfish. Never have been, never will be. I'm thinking about the needs of the world. That's why I got pressure to have so much money I can't even see straight. People with no vision can care less because they're selfish. You start thinking about those people over there that don't have food to eat today. You start thinking, where am I going to find 20 grand to get it there? See, so don't tell me you don't need money. Because the minute you got vision, you need so much money, you don't know what to do with yourself. And seriously, what starts happening, it starts breaking your heart. Because then, you know what? I got a phone call from my other buddy who's in Africa, who I know dearly, who I spend time with in Brazil. And when we go, because I'm going to take you, Fran, we're going to go. When we go to Brazil, you'll see it, and you'll see these guys. And the guy's like, oh, we drove the car there, and we're in Mozambique, and we're trying to get food to the people there because the kids don't have food, and they don't have adequate water. They don't have water to drink. That's really helping me sleep good at night. 
They don't have water? No, they don't have water. You went there? You, me and daddy rode there. You know my dad? Yeah, I know him. I was, yeah. They don't have water. So little kids don't have water to drink. You don't need money? Selfish people don't need money. People that care about other people want billions of dollars. I'm not going to build the gold house and drive a gold car, and neither are you. We're going to give it away. And that's when your perspective about all this stuff changes the minute you stop thinking about your four and no more. Because now you start realizing the weight of the world is waiting on your shoulders so I can do something. Now, can we meet all the need? No, Jesus even told you that. They're going to be with you forever. But you know what gets me? Things come down my avenue or come to my understanding. And I want to ask, I always ask myself this guy, why do I know what I know? Why, why did I watch the video of the guy? Why did God have me watch the video? Why did my friend call me and say, hey, man, I'm telling you what's going on here? He wasn't asking for a dime. Why do I hear that? Because God wants me to do something about it. If it was something I didn't even hear, it wouldn't be my responsibility. But now that I know it, I feel obligated to do something. So some of you in here, you know what you're going to do? You're going to become a machine for God. You're going to make it, and you're going to sow it, and you're going to make it, and you're going to sow it, and you're going to make it, and you're going to sow it, and you go, hey, God, you got, you got something you need done? Don't worry about it. I can write that check. Praise be to God. I'm the guy for the job. That's going to be you because that's your heart. And you know what? It might not be millions, but it might be like, hey, we're going to start a little out. You know, the guys over here, they asked me the one week, your husband and you guys did it. You handed out food, and they said, we, will, we go to Orlando, and we got food. I'm not going to mention names, but they're in the church. And they said, we get food, and we came. Could we use the outside of the church? I said, my God in heaven, you can use the outside, the inside, the upside, the downside. You can have the whole building. Why? Because if you're going to meet the needs of people right here in the local community, they got food from the grocery store, not the grocery place, and they brought it, and they gave it away, and it all went. Why? Because people need help. See what I'm saying? But I don't think the food was free. Was it free when you went to the food bank? They just gave you carts of the stuff? No. Maybe it's a couple hundred bucks, but it changes somebody's perspective about hope. See what I'm saying? Don't get stuck in religion and don't let the devil lie to you. This ain't just about building a silo with wealth in the backyard. You're going to take care of your family and your needs. This is about, hey, God, give me an avenue of revenue so I can just be a giver. I might just go down to the locals. We went to the local high school, man. They were going in there. They're not in here right now. The Man, coach was in here. He's like, we got kids in the local community that were coming in on Friday, they were eating so much, they were getting sick. I said, what did you say? He said, they were eating so much food on Friday, they were getting sick, and he said he put two and two together. He asked one of the kids. The kids weren't eating over the weekend because they have no food in their house. And right here, Daytona Beach, Florida, 15 minutes away, not even 10 minutes away, a high schools, the kids don't have food. It's America. Say some third world country. And the school ain't got no resources, so they can't help. So I go, all right, well, we got to figure this one out. What are we going to do? I said, we got to do it smooth. we got to be sneaky because I don't want these kids to be embarrassed. So I said, can we put a food pantry in one of the closets where they can go in and take, like, some stuff that they could eat for resources, put it in their backpack and leave, and nobody's making fun of them? He goes, yeah, we can do something like that. I said, well, how much and what are we going to do and when? That's what you're doing. You're relevant. Imagine what you could do. Imagine all these high schools. There's like four, right? Got one. I guarantee you there's some kid in there who don't got food. 
Some of these kids living in Daytona Beach are living on dirt floors. Look, if the teachers didn't tell me, I wouldn't have believed it either. But it's the truth. So now anybody look at you like, why are you relevant, church? You talk about increase. Why are you talking about? Because it's beyond our four walls. I, I, you, I, you know my heart, and I know your heart. But this is why we've got to come in here and work, man. We've got to work. How do I get better at this? How do I, how do, I do this? Why? So we can take care of the needs of the earth. And then we get up out of here and split. And when it's done, you're going to hear, great job. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Why? Because we weren't just thinking about what we need. We were thinking about what God needs to get done on the earth. And we can glorify him and we can get up out of here and get people saved. Amen? Praise the Lord. Ephesians 1, 3. Because sometimes I got to hit the atmosphere in the room because it's like, oh, God, now we got to. No, you, let me tell you what you got to do. You got to take your place and what God has called you to be and do in the earth. Amen? And God knows your heart. Because I know a lot of you, you want to do it. You just don't know how. It's okay, though. We're going to help people, amen? This is what this is all about. Look what it says here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings. What's that mean? He made all your needs. In where? Heavenly places in Christ. Look at verse 4. Check this out. According as he has chosen us before what? The foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So before the foundations of the world, God laid up for you, verse 3, supply. Look what it says in verse 3, supply, blessed us, blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That means half. What's half? Past tense. Means you're already laid it up. So before the foundation of the world, God placed everything you need in the earth to accomplish everything you need to do. But here's what you got to remember, and you're going to have to activate this in your life. Number one, you have to permit God the ability to prosper your life. Write that down. You got to let him prosper you. Number one, you got to know it. Number two, you got to let him do it. He wants to do it. It was his idea. Prosperity was in the heart of God before it was ever in the mind of man. God wants you to prosper, spirit, soul, and body. Beloved, above all things, I pray that you prosper, spirit, soul, and body. That's every year of your life needs to increase. Your thinking needs to increase. Your life needs to increase. Your family needs to increase. Everything needs to increase. God is the God of increase. But here's one of the things you got to remember, right? It's going to have to be a partnership that you understand. You have to start learning how to cooperate with God when it comes to increase. It's a cooperation. It's a partnership. Everybody write this down. It is a covenant partnership with God for the note takers. What do you mean a covenant partnership? It's a partnership between you and God. That means you do your part, God does his part. You do your part, God does his part. You do your part, God does his part. Guess what? If we miss the instruction, sometimes we hinder what God can do. Amen? So I want you to pull this into yourself. You got to get this. You got to remember this. Write this down this statement will change your life forever. You can't keep obeying God and stay in the same place. Write that down. You cannot keep obeying God and stay in the same place. It's impossible. Sooner or later, this stuff's going to kick in. And you're going to start seeing things start changing. You're going to start watching things start changing. Okay? You've got to still keep faithful in things, even when you can't see it. Because the Bible says you will sow in tears. That doesn't mean it's always going to be easy what you sow, but God's going to be faithful. You understand? No matter what. But you got to remember this too. A lot of times what happens is in my life and in your life, we, we keep doing this thing and say, hey, God, when? <laughs> right? Hey, God, when? And God's like, just keep being obedient. 
Because the longer you obey, something's got to change. But don't get weary in well-doing, because sooner or later, if you do not faint, you will reap. You're going to reap everything with God. You're going to see your prayers answered. How many of you believe in God? Can you put me up a little bit? How many of you believe in God that you are, your loved ones are going to be saved? Right? We'll see your family get saved, right? How many years have you been hanging on some of them things? Right? Hold on, I've been holding on. I've been waiting for my dad to get saved. I've been waiting for my mom to get saved. I've been waiting for my grandkids to get saved. I've been holding, you, you, you guys have been holding on this 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Right? You know, you get weary a little bit, like when God, when God, but guess what? God didn't forget. How many, have you ever done this one? We had family members, you know. My mother is right away. She was like, we got to believe God for these people to get saved. I said, sure do. Must have been 15, 20 years. At least 20. I've been saved 30 years, whatever. 20 years believing God. I walked in there one day. I said, you got to go to heaven. Okay. I said, good idea. You leaving the earth. Hasta la vista or whatever. You know what I mean? Go to heaven. He went. What do you think they went? I believe God for my grandfather. I know that joker's in heaven. I sat in the, I said, you need to get saved. Here I am. Your grandson's going. I said, you need Jesus, bro. And his goofy little recliner up there and that little thing over there. And I said, both of you need to get saved. I'm crazy. I'm bold. I don't care. What are you going to do, get mad? You're going to get mad if you go to hell and sit there and knew I knew the truth. I said, you need to get saved. God saved. Said the prayer. You think the prayer is enough? I believe it with the heart of a man. He said, Jesus said, he's not trying to keep people out of heaven, guys. With the heart, man believes. Get in there and get these people praying. I said, there's an answer to prayer. There's an answer to prayer. You hold on to those prayers for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Didn't you? Come on. You don't, you don't quit. Same thing here. You keep being faithful with what you know to do, even when it doesn't look like nothing's happening. It didn't look like nothing was happening. But last time I checked, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Why in the heaven you keep looking at the scene realm to tell me whether any of this stuff is working or not? So you're like, well, I've been giving, we'll keep giving. I've been sowing, we'll keep sowing. I've been, I've been believing, keep believing. Because why? you got to reel this. you got to make sure you're following the Holy Spirit. And remember this, fear is the greatest opponent to your financial future. Fear is. Don't get in no fear. I'm preaching way better than your amen to me, but I kind of figured this is the way it was going to go. Look at the living Bible, Isaiah 119. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it because this is what you got to get. I know you're thinking. Look what he said there. If you be willing and obedient, put it in the living Bible, please, the one right underneath it. Thank you. If you will only let me help you, this is the Lord. Ain't that good? Look at the Lord said. You want to take a picture of that? That's a good one, ain't it? I like that one. How many need the Lord to help you? How many need help from God? I do. How many slow learner when it comes to God? That's me. I'm like, what'd you say? <laughs> Help me out, Jesus. You sure that's you? <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't you do that sometimes? Right? Is that really you, Lord? Right? If you will only let me help you, if you will only obey, then I'll make you rich. Who said that? That's the translation. That's what God said. God wants to make you rich. Look at your neighbor. This will really get the devil mad. Look at your neighbor say, God wants to make you rich. Look at your other neighbor. Say, God wants to make you rich. People get mad about that, don't they? Want to do it again just to get everybody annoyed? Look at your neighbor again. Do it again. Say, God wants to make you rich. Look at your other neighbor say, God wants to make you rich. Man, I don't know if I like this church, right? Everybody like, this joker telling me I'm going to be rich. Why not? God said it. 
If it was God's idea, then get, why you get mad at me? Go get mad at God. Write God an email, say, hey, God, why? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm just telling you what the Bible said. And then why, well, I don't want to be rich. Then don't be rich. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Can I tell you something? I've been to India like seven, eight times. I went to the most, po- I've been to Africa a couple times. I went to the most poverty place I could possibly go in India. Okay? I'm being straight with you. I went there. These people were, it was disgusting. I did not feel the presence of God there at all. Not at all. It was, it was, bru- it was brutal. I felt so sorry for these people who would make you weep. So everybody say, well, you know, money, I ain't want to talk about money. You know what's funny about that? Where you see poverty, you don't see God's presence. And you sure ain't going to feel his presence because all you see is sorrow. Don't tell me staying broke is good for nobody. It ain't good for nobody. It's miserable. You understand what I'm saying? But when you get somewhere, you get somewhere. You ever go somewhere next level? It feels right. Y'all lying. You know what I'm saying? You know, you go in that fancy store or something, you feel good in there. Smells good, light, bright. Everything smells. Woo! Walk in there and say, praise the Lord, I like this. This feels good. You know what I'm saying? And you go in this other thing, it's dark, it's dingy, destitute. People were, oh, my God, sick, dying. I was like, oh, my God. Weird, ain't it? But never say, well, you know, it ain't everything. Well, I'll tell you what, it ain't everything, but it's something. You know what I'm saying? Increase. Look what he said right there. He said, what? He said, I want to make you rich. That's God's idea. So but here's the thing, though. Check this one out. You might not like this, but you're going to love this part. This is a good one, right? I think this is cool. He said, if you be willing and obedient, you will be blessed. Oh, that's funny, ain't it now? You ever been willing? Oh, come on now. Now I'm meddling. I'm stepping on your toes. You ever been willing but not obedient? You ever been obedient and not willing? Every guy in the room, y'all lie. Every man in here, you're a liar. Okay? I, yeah, I, just, I called you a liar. Because your wife drags you in to the weirdest, oh, you don't want to go. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Keith? She's like, I'm like, where we got to go? We got to go to this thing. She's just selling you on the thing as soon as it starts. Right? We're going to go to this thing. It's going to be great. Like, what is it? We got to dress up. Oh, right. I know this is all your idea. We got to dress up and... How long is this thing? It's like six hours. I'm like, oh, God. And then I'm like, can I wear shorts to this thing? No, you can't. You got to dress up. And I'm like, I don't want to go. Then I ask, who's going with us? Because that's the nail clincher right there. Dragging me with people I don't want to be with. Oh, none of you guys. Just outside people. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go. She's like, I know you're not going to like it. Then why would you sign up? Come on, guys, right? And then you're like stuck at this thing. Come on. And you know what I'm saying? And now you're, you're obedient. You ain't willing. And then you start complaining. And she knows I'm going to complain. I, I know you're going to complain about it. I know you really don't want to go. So then you go off on your wagon for like a week complaining about it. Like, I don't want to go to that thing. I'm going to go, but you know I don't want to go. That's the willing and obedient. See the difference? I'm going... Remember when you were a kid and your mother told you, sit there, and you like, you know, you did it like they, you know, sit down. And you're like, no. And then she made you sit down and your rear was kind of sore. And then when you sat down, you kind of sat there with your sore rear and you're like this. I'm not happy about it anyway. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all do this. All right, y'all get it on the ride home. So 
you do this with God. God's like, hey, do this. You're like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> right? How many of you felt a little bit of that last week? I did. First meeting. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And God knows where everything is. He's like, hey, you need to give that. I was like, oh, God in heaven. Right? Okay, God, my heart's willing. If you're willing and obedient, you'll what? Why does God want your heart? Because where your heart is, your treasure is. It's funny. You want to know what's cool about God? He used money to get your heart. Because he wants to know what you love more. Because it's the only other thing you really serve in the earth. Either God or mammon. It's the truth. You think about it, it's the total truth. That's the only two things you serve. You either serve God or mammon. Oh, no, I'm serving my, my uh, uh, I don't go because my, my job. No, 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 no. Your job's connected to wealth. I don't go because I'm connected to this. No, 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 no. It's the spirit behind it. See what I'm saying? You're either serving God or you're serving money. That's the whole earth. So you got to know who you're serving, right? Look at this. Point number two, you're going to like this. Write this down. I, I liked it. I thought it was good, right? Write that down. You got point number two? After a while of you being faithful, God must prove himself. Isn't that good? He will. He cannot lie. He don't lie. God don't lie. He's not a man that he should lie. He don't say something and repent about it. What he said he meant, what he meant he said. That's how he works. Check that out. Ain't that good? I'm telling you, it's important. Some of you got to switch on over. Look at Job 36, 11, and 12. You're going to see something here. This is big. I like this. If you obey and serve him, you'll spend your days in a prosperity and your years in pleasures. Whose idea was that? You guys are in church. So God wrote the book. It was God's idea. I know you're catching up. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in what? And their years in, ain't that a good one? Look what he says in the next verse. But if you obey not, you'll perish with the shore, and you shall die without knowledge. See it? A lot of obedience and an increase. Obey and increase. Obey and increase. So now what am I starting to lead? I'm starting to catch on here. Hey, I got to start looking for instruction a lot of you are looking for instruction because you're sowers, and now you got to figure out, how do I get the instruction to take my life to another level? You want to see a really cool scripture? You guys probably ain't ready for this, so I don't know if I'm going to give it to you, but I think I might. I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. Go to, go to Genesis 15. No, this will change your life. I'm going to say this for the six people that are paying attention to me today. Genesis 15.1, Right? I'm going to give you the translation of this. After I translate this, if you don't get excited, how, how come I'm looking for your excitement? Because your excitement is your soul agreement. If your soul doesn't agree with this, you're rejecting it. So that means you got to hear it again. So your excitement is a level of anticipation of what God can do. But the reason why people don't get excited about it is they haven't gotten a revelation of it yet. If you get a revelation of it, you'd be bouncing off the wall. So it's okay. It's early in the game. Let me get you going. But once you see this, this scripture right here will change your life forever. Because I, 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 I doubled down on it, and I wanted to see it, and I studied it out, and then I found it. And when I nailed it, I said, this is money. This is spot on for you. Okay? Reading this. And these things 
right? After these things, the word of the Lord came in Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy what? And I am thy what? Exceeding great reward, okay? This is where you see El Shaddai, right? This is what he tells him. The Lord tells Abraham in Genesis 15, 1, he says, I am your exceeding great reward. That word, exceeding great reward, Hebrew translation, right? So let me explain it to you. Usually, this is revelation, man. When you get a revelation in this, this thing's going to send you off the edge, okay? Exceeding great, usually it takes several English words to translate one Hebrew word. Exceeding great reward means this. It is actually a translation of three Hebrew words that are significant that it took. It says the Hebrew word for exceeding, right, means this, speedy, fast, or quick. I'll do it a couple times because it's going to take time to sink in. Okay? So the Hebrew word for exceeding, I am thy what? Can you pop that up there? Let them see that. 15.1, please. Genesis 15.1. I am thy what? Exceeding. Great reward. What does exceeding mean in the Hebrew? Ready? You can write it down if you want. Speedy, fast, or quick. The Hebrew word for great means increasing. And the word for reward literally means salary, wages, or money supply. So what God actually said, this is the truth. To Abraham was this. I will be your shield and your quickly increasing money supply. God is simply saying this to you. I know you give and you do and I will be your reward. So quit looking at money to be your security and stop putting your faith in what's in the bank and your own efforts, and how many hours you're going to work, and how your timeline's going to work, and how young or old you are, and setting aside all these other mindsets, and lose those things, and put your trust in God. Put in trust God, who will be your shield, and your rapid, increasing money supplier. That's what he's telling them. That's right, that's right straight out of Hebrew translation. Write that down. I'm going to be your rapid, increasing money supply. That's what he said. I didn't say it. I didn't write it. Exceeding great reward. Next time you think about what you need, know that the what? The exceeding great. I kind of like just saying it. Right? The rapid, increasing money supplying God shall show up on my behalf. I want to say that a couple more times. I'm going to preach myself happy. I ain't getting you people nowhere, right? I'm, I'm quickly, I kind of like this too. I'm, in, I'm quickly increasing in money supply. I'm starting to feel good. I'm preaching myself happy right now. Woo! Mate, wait a minute now. The but what what I say? I'm, I'm, getting so, I'm getting shot out over it, man. The increase, the quickly, not slow. The quickly, isn't this giving you revelation? I'm getting excited about it. The quickly increasing money supplying God is going to show up on your behalf. 
I'm going to say it about 20, 30 more times just for me. You can do what you want. Rapidly. I like rapid. I like that word. Rapid sounds fast because the faster it happens, the better. Right? The rapid, increasing, money-supplying God shall show up on your behalf. Come on. Let me say it one more time. The rapid, increasing, money-supplying God shall show up on your behalf. That's what he was telling them. Broke down. Hebrew scholar broke it down. That's who he is. So wait a minute. You want to know what this revealed to me? Your mindset about money is wrong. Talk about, it's going to happen. He didn't say going to happen. He said, I'm rapidly increasing you. You ain't got a revelation of it. We got to get a revelation of it. Once you get a revelation of it, you start putting activation to it. I ain't sitting around here waiting. You said you're the rapid increasing money supply God. Praise be to God. Then you rapidly increase what I expect to be done because that's who you are. You start telling the devil, hey, guess what, bro? You ain't got no dominion over here. I know who my God is and I know what he said he can do and that's what needs to be done. So maybe last week I didn't have this revelation, but now I do. He said he's a rapid increasing money supply God and I'm expecting for rapid increase. I'm getting up every day with expectation. I'm getting up every day with anticipation. I'm getting up every day going to the mailbox just checking when the check's coming. Why? Because something's got to be on the way. When next time the phone rings, I'm getting excited. Praise be to God. That's my promotion. Don't, don't, do ho, ho. Ho, ho, don't hang up on that. Wait a minute now. Why? You got to start anticipating this thing. Expecting this thing. He said, well, I did expect it. Guess what? You didn't have the revelation of the rapid up until today. That's why you better shout better than you shouting. That's why I know who's getting this today. You didn't hear what I said. Yes, who had that revelation last week? Hello? Uh Uh-oh, money's coming. I receive it, bro. There you go, there you go. Yeah, lay it on the altar. That's good, that's faith. Listen, the rapid, come on, increasing money supply, God. Time out. I know, I'm going to tweak you. Some of you have religious devils in your head. I'm going to smack them out of there. I had them too. Because I used to go in there with that leery look like, whoa, what you trying trying to get? Trying to get, trying to get it to you. Trying to get it to you so it could flow through you. So now watch this, right? Now, go slow. How many of you had the revelation of the rapidly increasing money supplying God showing up on your behalf yesterday? Thank you for the no show of hands. Now, not what you thought, what the revelation, you knew that Genesis 15:1 in the Hebrew, it's Rick Renner, bro. The guy's a biblical Hebrew scholar. I had to find out what that word meant. I went to the guy that's the scholar. I said, let me look, because I got to go to coordinates and all this stuff. I said, what did he say about it? He the guy that broke it down. He's a Hebrew scholar. Okay? So we have our valid facts. I checked it through the Word of God. That's what it translates to. When did you have that revelation? Thank you. When did you get the revelation of this? When? Thank you. I got two people paying attention. When did you get the revelation of it? Today. How many of you got the revelation of it? Today. Wonder why maybe it wasn't speedily moving yesterday. I didn't have the revelation of a rapid guy. I thought he was on time, but I didn't know he was rapid. Hello? Did you hear prophetically when I prophesied over your life today? What did I prophesy over your life today prophetically for your future? Ashley, what did I say? He is a rapidly increasing money supplying God. 
So did you have faith for the rapid increasing money supply God yesterday? No. But today, because in the midst of the moment, this is why you go to church. In the midst of the moment, I told you today from the instruction from the Holy Ghost, because I don't know this stuff. I got to find this stuff sometimes for you. What do I talk about? He said, go talk about this. Why? Because he wants to reveal it in your life so you can have it in your future. So I don't know what was happening yesterday. I don't really care. Can't do nothing about yesterday. But I know what happened today, and I know what I'm going to expect tomorrow. I'm going to expect tomorrow a rapid increase, money supply God showing up on your doorstep with rapid increasing money. Why? Because that's what you're believing God for. So now you're going to wake up with a little bit of pop in your step. A little swag in the bag. Come on, you're going to be like, oh, hey, hey. Next time they show up at the board meeting and say, where are we going to get the money from? You're like, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, oh, Mr. Mano. I serve the rapid. I'll do it too, bro. I've been ugly in board meetings, man. I've been there. I went to one the other week a couple months ago. I wasn't bored. It was a lawyer. I didn't like the one guy. I was praying. I was telling you about this guy. This guy was wearing me out. He didn't give me the answers I wanted. I said, give me the answer, bro. He looked at me like, ah, you're the preacher that I don't want to deal with. I said, just tell me what I need to know. I was helping somebody. I like interjecting my opinion sometimes only when necessary. Next time they have a money supply problem, you need to wake up in the meeting and go, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I happen to serve the rapid increasing money supplying God. I feel the Lord in this, bro. Yeah, you might as well just start throwing it on the altar. I'm telling you, look, I'm telling you, man, I'm talking to somebody in this place that's getting me today. There's a rapid increasing money supplying God wanting to supply your needs, and you're over there thinking maybe it might happen. It's got to happen. Because now you're working in a revelation that is different than before. I didn't know that last month. But now I got, man, the devil telling on himself. Now I know it. And now because I know it, I know I can receive it. What you going to keep in your head? You better write that down. I'm telling you, you better put that in your notes. Uh, Genesis 51, the rapid increasing money supplying God. And so next time you got an answer in the house, you know, you show up. Hey, Cole, how are we going to expand the business? I serve a rapid increasing money. Supply. How are you going to send that kid to college? Hey, babe, stop. I serve a rapid, increasing money. How are we going to pay that doctor bill? I had somebody today came. Who was that? Who was that? Somebody came today. They say, uh, oh, the doctor thing. Said, uh, we can't get it done. Praise the Lord. Let him come. You might go play something. Can you play something? Play something. Yeah, let him be, let him be led in the Lord. We just play soft behind me. Come on, because these people are being moved by the Holy Ghost. I ain't doing this. Listen to me. The rapid increasing money supplying God is going to show up on your behalf. Somebody just said something. To you. Oh, I know who it was. They can't get a doctor thing done because they don't have the money. I said, these people are going to die. And I looked at somebody and said, hey, this morning, I know who it is. I said, that lady's going to die if she don't go to the doctor. You know what they said? They said, they ain't got no money. They got no money, so you're going to die. Are you kidding me? No. You know what you got to say? I got a rapid increasing money supplying God showing up on your behalf. I'm going to prophesy it into your kids. You need to prophesy it into your neighbors. You need to prophesy it into your life. You need to prophesy this thing everywhere you go. I'm telling you right here and now, you think I'm kidding? I ain't playing. I got a revelation of something that's changing my life. 
you get a revelation of something changing your life forever, it'll transform you. Say hype. That's what he's telling him. You know what Genesis 15 1 is all about? He's believing God for Isaac. It was his promise, it was a dream. He said, God, I don't know how you're gonna do this. I'm the God of your increase. I'm the God who can do the impossible when you can't see it, I'll do it anyway. I'm the God who can do supernaturally above and beyond what you can ask or think. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. In moments like this, I'm telling you, listen to me, right? The Lord tells him what he's going to do. Listen to this. You got to yield to this thing because listen what's going on. You got to you got to let you got to catch this thing in your spirit. You got to expand your heart to grab it. Man, I serve a God who can do the impossible. I serve a God who can do the miraculous. I serve a God who's above. Because let me tell you, this thing's breaking people down. We don't know how we're going to do this thing. We don't know how it's going to happen. I got news for you now. You start expecting God that the God of increase shows up. The God of supernatural supply is going to show up. The God who can do more than enough is going to show up on my behalf. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to start answering doubt and unbelief and fear with faith. You know what you're going to say? I got a rapid increasing money supply in God. All my needs will be net and according to his riches and glory. I got a miracle work in God. He can heal your body. He can touch your mind. He can turn this situation. He can transform you. Look at Deuteronomy 28. Now listen, let me do this quick because we got six. I like it when you play. Can you play? Keep playing. You're making me happy. Go to Galatians 3. Come on, right? Galatians 3. But you got to realize this. 3.13. I'm sorry, I switched the gears on you. Galatians 3.13. you got to understand this. I'll preach about this more. Uh, maybe next week I'll give you these things. But I want you to say this. Christ redeemed me from what? Come on, you learn in here. This is an educational system in here. Right? That's what it's about. I teach. Right? I don't just scream and yell and then you don't know how to do it. Here's how you do it. Christ what? What did he do? He what did us? You know what redeem means? He paid the ransom for it. Did you get that? Did you get that? Do you understand what redeem means? He paid the ransom for you. Christ redeemed me from what? Curse of law. Okay, do you know what the curse of the law was? It was Adam's disobedience that took the blessing off of us. The blessing of, the blessing of Eden was the blessing that was supposed to go throughout the whole earth. Adam's sin took the blessing and put the curse. You remember how we say this? We talk about curse. He says, he said, you know, he said, he said about, get, he said about your giving, your tithe. He said, you're cursed. And people don't understand it in the church world and preachers are crazy. Like, oh, you're cursed. What he's saying is this. If you don't operate in the blessing, you operate in the curse. Does that make sense? So if you don't start operating the blessing, you got to work in the curse because by default, you're stuck in it. The only way to get out of it is to be a blessing. Does that make sense? So what is the curse? The curse of the law is in the earth. So if you don't start using the blessing or the tithing method or the giving method or the sowing and reaping method, you're bound by the earth word, which is cursed. Do you understand it? God's not putting a curse on nobody. The place, the place is cursed. Wake up. So you live beyond the curse because you walk and operate in the blessing. You got that? So here's what you do. So right. For it is written, curses everything that hanging on a tree. So Jesus hung on the tree, correct? So when Jesus went on the tree, what came on Jesus? The curse, so we could take the blessing. Look at the next verse. Yeah, let them come as they come. This is perfect. I'm telling you, God's going to start dealing with some of you to sow seed. Do whatever God tells you to do. It ain't none of my business. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the, through who? Jesus Christ. 
that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That the blessing of who? What's the Abraham blessing? What's the Abraham blessing? It is rapidly increased because it's Deuteronomy 28. What was, who believed God for promise? Abraham. What did he believe God for? Jesus. When Jesus Christ came, it came through the lineage of Abraham. That's why you're called the seed of Abraham. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ. That's me and you, right? So look at Galatians 3.29. Makes total sense. You guys are working. You're working your mind. This is how you learn. You come to church to learn. You see the blessing of Abraham? Right? Seen it? Comes on who? You. And if you be Christ, then you're the seed. And that what? Then you are Abraham's who? Are you Christ? Are you in the body of Christ? Then you're the seed of Abraham. And the blessing of Abraham will come on you according to the promise. So wait a minute. So we got the blessing of Abraham on our life. What was the blessing of Abraham? Deuteronomy 28, Eden. Eden reestablished. See, God never wanted man to live in oppression. He never wanted him to live by the sweat of the brow. He never wanted him to live in thorn and thistles. He never wanted him to live in this oppression. He wanted him to live in abundance, but they couldn't do it because Adam sinned. Go to Deuteronomy 28. I'm going to read it to you. I'll start. I'll pick up next week where I left off here. Is that okay? I'll pick up next week where I left off here. Are you okay? And it shall come to pass. Look what he says. And it shall what? If you do what? Listen to the Lord. Right? And it shall come to pass if you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord God to observe to do his commandments which I can this day. The Lord thy God will set thee high above the nations of the earth. So he says obedience will do what? Set you high above what? Yeah, do it, Brian. Go for it. Shall do what? Okay, whose idea was setting you high above the nations? So why are you downplaying what God gave you? I didn't say, did you come in the kingdom and go, hey, make me high above the nations? Who asked this stupid stuff? I don't. But he said, I want to make you high above the nation. You know what's funny? They said something. Those guys roll different. They go to a nation, the nation shuts down. I got one shot. I went to the Congo. Okay? I went to the Congo. I took a couple guys. I went to Congo, and I went with the bishop. And literally, everything I did superseded the government of the Congo. I didn't go through nothing. They got in the thing. They drove the car. They get you. They put you in the car. Every protocol was broken because God puts you in a position sometimes that supersedes the government. And I thought of that. I said, you put me above the nation here. I don't have no, I don't live by the rules. The rules of the nation did not apply to me. They're like, get in the car. You don't got to go through nothing. Go over here. You don't have to do nothing. Whatever you want, you got. I was like, this is crazy. But I was somebody else's favorite, but it was God's position. You see what I'm saying? We don't think like this because we don't have these kind of protocols in America. But when you go somewhere else, you see these protocols change because God said, you're my person in the earth. In there, you're above it. You didn't ask for it, but you get it. Are you kind of, is it clicking for you a little bit? It's favor. So check this out, right? Look at this. And it shall what? And I will set thee above all the nature. God's idea. So start thinking God's trying to set you above. How about we just start here? Uh, at work, I'm rising to the top. Okay, if you can't shoot for nations of the earth, that's cool. But I'm going to be the best project manager that whole stinking company's got. And my name's going to go out before everywhere. And when they say, hey, I'm going to give it to Keith. And he deserves another hundred grand a year to take care of stuff because that joker gets the job done. That's what I'm talking about. Put that in your mind like there's something separating me with favor. Now watch verse 2. It's the blessing. And all these blessings, that's the blessing Abraham. 
shall come on thee and overtake thee. Now, overtake to me means this. I told the guys in the morning service, you ever go to the beach and get one of those waves to crash on you? And you thought you were slick, you were going to get out of the way? Like, oh, no, I got it. And that thing comes over your head and goes, woof. And you're like, whoa, you feel it? That's overtake to me. Money just going to hit you, boom. Blessing going to hit you, bam. Stuff going to hit you, boom. Stuff, just uh, all the stuff you want. It ain't not my business. Maybe you want to see your kids go somewhere. If, big if, everybody say if. You shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. See, it's obedience and action. Obedience and action. So I think some of us got to start asking God, hey, God, what do you want to do with me? But you're reading the Bible, right? Look at three. You're going to be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Everybody say, well, I can't prosper in Florida. That's your own opinion. Cut it out. You the blessing. The ground ain't the blessing. And some of you got to stop being lazy. Let me meddle for a minute. Yeah, some of you are lazy. You know, I get, I get, I get a couple winners in here. Y'all lazy. Let me hit this in the room because ain't, God ain't making no, God, God, listen to me. God ain't making lazy people rich. He don't do it. It supersedes the law of God. You understand what I just said? You understand what I just said? God don't make lazy people rich. When's the, when's the last time you put a job application in, lazy? Yeah, you mad at me. Get mad at me. What you going to do? You over there, you ain't you got no job applications in there, and you're lazy. Not you people. You know, some of you got a problem. I need a job. You ain't looking for one. One will find you if you go put in a job application. Hello? Oh, I don't want to hear this kind of preacher. I want you to tell me how I'm going to be blessed. You ain't going to be blessed. Jesus said, look at the ant, you sluggard. Ants working a lot harder than you are. Oh, the slugger don't plow in the coal. But I don't want no job. Well, you better get one. Where's the last, where's the last 10 applications a week you've been handing out? I can't find a job. You ain't looking for one. Oh, you don't like this one? Let me just finish. I might as well. I'm on a roll. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. And then all the other people want to be last guy, last guy in, late. I went somewhere the other day, had these people I coached. The kid showed up. The kid showed up. He seen me. I said, I got guys I'm coaching making $40 million a year, and I got you can't even show up to work on time. You ain't going to make nothing, kiddo. The parents let me talk to them like that. Why? Because they want the best out of the kid. I said, you think these guys I got are waking up late, showing up sloppy, looking like a clown on the job? Hello? I don't care if you flipping burgers, man. Come polished. Look good, shirt tucked in, hair cut, look right. Well, society's going to label me. No, excellence is going to label you, not society. Look good, smell good, show up good. All I got is a bike. Clean the bike. Show up polished, professional. Oh, you mad at me. Get mad at me all you want. That's why I got security. Take a run at me. See if you can get here. You won't. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And then everybody's like, why not prosper? You got to work the laws. Nobody wants to talk like this in church. It's the church's job to grow up the parishioners, not the earth. The earth is getting better because the church is here. Daytona Beach isn't getting better because Daytona Beach is big. This place is goofy. We're making this place blessed. Wake up. You are. You're the one bringing the increase into town. You think Amazon came here because Daytona Beach is smart? Wake up. The church is smart. You got to talk big. 
I, I got to talk like this because some of you ain't coming back. I know it already. It's all right. So I want to get it all in. So give me five more minutes, okay? And then you don't know, come back. That's on you. God likes me. Praise the Lord. Right? So you want, well, I don't want to hear them telling me I'm lazy. Where's your last 10 applications a week? Are you looking for a job? Now you, you just talking at your pie hole. You ain't doing jack. You're lazy. Don't go here with me. You won't like it. Why? Because I'll work everybody in this building if we go to work. Because I don't work, hard work don't scare me, man. Say, Pastor Chris, you don't do that no more. Put me to task. See what I won't do. I'll show up here and bust it out. Cole see me go. Get out the way. Give me the wheelbarrow. I'm a do boy when I show up on the job. I'm not a professional. That cat's a professional. He tells me to do it. You know, everybody's like, you're going to show up with the pastor card and you're going to be bossing everybody around. I said, baloney. I said, what do I do? He said, do this, do that. They told me what to do. I don't know. I got a wheelbarrow, things on. I'm going. Let's go. Why? Because I'm not that guy. So I can say it. You guys work hard. Get up early. And if you're an employee, you better be the best employee on that job. Stop robbing hours from that company, goofing off, showing up late, don't want to stay, complaining about everything. If you don't like the job, believe God for a better one. But stop talking about where you're at. Boss is a jerk. Just cut it out. Everything that's there. This, I got to talk like this. People don't know this. You know what? Some of you, I understand. And listen, I don't want to say this and hurt your feelings, but some of your parents were goofy. I'm sorry, but somebody should talk. That, that guy right there, that man told me how to work, man. He's like, dude, that guy worked. He said, I never taught you nothing. I said, you taught me a whole lot more than you think you taught me. She beat me and you taught me. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. You know? And I thank God for him because I'll tell you right now, you're the person you are today because of that, not this spiritual stuff. The spiritual stuff added on to what they developed in you. You watch people get up, go to work, do what you got to do. Now listen, you know what I'm talking about. All right, let me get I'm meddling. They keep playing, I'm going to keep meddling. Read this scripture, let's go. Come on. But you need to hear this. Blessed thou should be in the city. And, but, and you put me down. You want to get a job? Because I'm not done. Put my name down on your resume and come see me and we'll get you a job. Pastor Chris, I've been trying, but I can't get one. I'll help you get one. I got people in here looking for good help. But don't be, don't be a dud, because if I recommend you and you mess up, I'm going to come find you and kick you. Because I ain't going to do that to somebody, give you a helper. Oh, I could be the helper, and you don't show up, and Cole tells me you didn't show up, I'm going to hit you with a two-by-four. All right? Blessed you shall be in the city, blessed you shall be in the field. I'm a nice guy, really. That's my wife. She'll tell you. Four, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. That's your kids. Stop looking at them little jokers like they got a mind of your own. They don't. They are the blessing of the fruit of your life. You tell them what to do. And you prophesy over them. When they come home and give you that stank look, you know, they give you that. I get the stank eye, not from them too. The other one, give me that stink eye. I got a grizzly bear for crying out loud for a kid. Oh my God. He ain't here. That's what I can talk about. I go in there. What are you doing? Oh, you're going to serve God, you goofy thing, you in Jesus' name. I try. He goes, Why do you always want me to hug you? My mother thinks I'm picking on myself. I just want to get around him and hug him, put a little God on him. A little God, he got him, but you know what I mean? Put a little extra on him, kid. They're doing great. But you know what I'm saying? They look at you, I'm, I'm an adult. You ain't no adult. I prophesy over you what you are. You're 50 years old, I'm going to tell them you ain't no adult. You're my kid. 
You're blessed because of your mom and daddy. You're blessed because of what's on your life. You're blessed. Stick your finger in that little joker's face and say, you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. And God will bless your mess. You're blessed. Blessed is the fruit of my body. You got to prophesy this stuff. This is what God said. And bless. How many of you got cows? Billy and Holly Owens got cows. Praise God. And he's talking about your job and what you do. And your being. Ain't nothing. if you got sheep and goats, God bless you. Go live on a farm. I don't got no sheep and goats. But everything you got is blessed is what he's telling you. Your house is blessed, and your car is blessed, and your 401k is blessed. Woo! And what, you don't think so? Look, here's your 401k. Look, five. Here we go. Woo! Blessed shall be your basket in your store. You ain't living in no basket in store. Now you got a 401k and a Dow Jones. It's blessed. The market works on my behalf. My increase is coming because my investments are prospering. I'm prospering successful everywhere I go. Look at six. He's telling you what's happening. Look. Blessed thou shalt be when they come, and blessed thou shalt be when they go. How many had some people, when they left your life, it blessed your life? Give me an amen. Hallelujah. Right? Some people got to leave to get blessed. Right? Look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. Look. Thou shalt cause. Oh, now he's slaying my enemies. Praise me. Don't be my enemy. God just might smack you. Look. Thou shalt cause all your enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten. I didn't know the blessing could slap some enemies. Praise be to God. That's what he said. And they will flee seven ways. This blessing's empowering me. This blessing's prospering me. And it's protecting me. Look at what it says in verse 8. Woo! And the Lord shall command. I like that. That's big talk. God didn't say, I'm going to maybe do it. I might. He said, I command the blessing upon you in the storehouse. And all you set your hand to do, I said he's going to do it in your hand. He's going to do it in your hand. I'm spilling water all over the place. Praise be to God. He said, I'll bless what you put your hands to. And then look at your hands. Say, these hands are blessed. Come on, stand up on your feet. Look at your hands. Hit it. Tell them your hands are Talk to your hands. My mouth blessed. My hands are blessed. My life is blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Everything you got is blessed. Everything you got is blessed. I'm blessed when I'm coming. I'm blessed when I'm going. I'm blessed when I'm up. I'm blessed when I'm down. I'm blessed everywhere I go. Come on, don't let him distract you. He's just cleaning up the water. Come on. What are you? Blessed. Everything you put your hand to shall prosper and have success. The Lord shall what? Command. Look at, look at nine. Look at nine. We're going to go all the way to 13. I got to do it. He will establish thee to be a holy people in himself, and he has sworn. If you keep the commandments and walk in his ways, just stay close to the word. Stay close to the word. And all the people shall see that you are called by God, that you are called by the name of the Lord, and thou shalt be afraid of thee. They're going to see God on you and say, man, don't mess with that joker. That joker got God or something. He got some kind of stuff. I don't know what he got. But I don't want to mess with it. I don't know what she's got on her. But I ain't messing around with that because they got something I don't know about. They just, they got something. I don't know what it is. I, I didn't do it. God said he do it. Why does he talk like this? I don't know. When you go to heaven, ask God. I just read in the book. And the Lord shall make, dude, read the Bible. I don't need nothing. Well, go tell God. Stop telling me. He's the dude that told you you need to be plenteous in goods. And you want to know why? Give them away. Next time I get a boat, I'm going to give it to Keith. Praise the Lord. There you go. Right? And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in and the fruit of thy body and the fruit of God. Everything you got is going to increase. Right? In the land which the Lord thy God 
I swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Last thing he's saying, he's saying, I'm giving you the land. And the Lord shall open unto thee the good treasure. That's God's treasure chest. It's his idea, bro. And he shall open up his good treasure, and heaven will give you rain until the land is in season. And to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend to many nations, and shall not borrow. That, bro, next time, bro, when they call you up from like somewhere or some nation, they call you up, hey, hello, how you doing? It's the Philippines, we need three billion. I, I don't know what's going on around here. He said the nations of the earth. That's the Bible. Lend, and you shall not borrow. Some of you get out of debt. You're going to break the spirit of debt and lack. Look at 13, we're done. And the Lord thy God shall make thee the head and not the tail. Remember when you said that? And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I commanded this day to observe and do that. So he said, he said, listen, obey, and watch what I do. So now here's the, here's the key. Here's what's under inspiration today. I need you this last minute how to do all that. And that's why these people felt moved to give. Listen, let me tell you about what, what, what happened in this room. They heard an instruction, and now they're not going to hear instructions and let them go by. They're going to move on them. Now, let me tell you something. It's a very uncomfortable position to be in for me, but I could care less because I know the only way you can get there is by following instruction. So what happens is God speaks, you move. This is the only requirement you have from this day forward between you and God. I got nothing to do with this. I did my job. I'm done. You're going to hear, and then you got to move. He's going to speak, and then you got to move. He's going to say, and then you got to do. As long as you'll keep staying in that realm of obedience, watch what he'll do. Watch what he'll do. Today, some of you broke that lethargy of hearing and not doing. I've heard it, but I pushed it away. Probably not God. It's God. Let me tell you something right here, and I'm done. God, the devil has never told you a day in your life to give away a dollar. He's a thief. He doesn't give anything. Every single time you got an instruction about give, that was God. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. It was God. Now the key is what? I'm not going to be shutting those things down. When I hear, I'm going to move. I'll sit on it. You know, I don't want you doing anything out of haste or crazy, but you throw it back up and go, God, is that really you? And if it's you, I'll do it. God, is that really you? Because if it's you, I'll do it. God, is that really you? I don't mind you asking God a couple times, but I promise you here and now, because you don't want to be moving in the flesh, but I promise you this, you're going to be more open to hear, obey, and do. And now you're going to start watching your mouth at home. Um, don't stop saying can't afford. Stop talking broke. Stop talking lack. Stop talking sick. Stop talking not enough. And don't you let no strife in your house. You fight strife like it's the Antichrist trying to come in your living room. You fight. We ain't getting in no strife. We can disagree, but we ain't getting in no strife. We ain't fighting about nothing. We're not going to hinder this harvest. We're going someplace greater than where we are right now. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for these people. I thank you for the seeds they sowed. I thank you, Father, for the, for the heart they received with. I thank you for the change and transformation that's taken place in their life. And I thank you they're never going to be the same again because of what you are and for what you're doing in their life. Thank you, Father, for blessing them exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. 
If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.